Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, every week at the beginning of the show, we say big show, but this one really is. I mean, our, it goes across three pages, the show notes for this yeah, show. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get across it. I think we're going to get bleed over into next week. I think I, I, if we get across it all, it'll be a miracle. We're going to have to get straight stuck into it. So here we go. Channelfireball.com. <laughs> That's true. What's the best thing to do with Channelfireball.com right now, Riley, is the new Bilas Finanza 2.0 electric boogaloo, man. Done it again. Done it again. What what is going? The, the all the marketing boffins. You're a marketing boffin, Dennis. Explain yourself. Why are you giving away another black lotus? <laughs> Hungry for cards. We want we want cards. We want your cards. Get, get root around the house. All right. There's a drawer of rares. Mm. There's a binder you don't look at anymore. There's Head a shoebox.com. Yep. They'll yep. give you cash or bonus store credit. Yeah. Or and you know a shot at a black lotus for forking those bad boys over, and it is just definitely worth it. Like it is. I know why I have cards. I'm going to sell to Channel Fireball, and yeah. I guarantee most listeners do at home as well. This, I mean, you know, we kind of we kind of joke around about how you know CFB are kind of selling themselves short here, giving away a literal black lotus. Yeah. But this this is one of those rare situations of a win win. You know, we we can let's let's get behind the curtain a little bit here with with what's going on with uh, with CFB mm-hmm. just actually just wanting cards like CFB. Really, really wants to buy your cards, and they're going to give you straight up very, very good prices. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm not a paid employee of CFP. I'm a contractor. I've been with them a long time. I hope I don't get in trouble saying this, but like, I was very surprised by the buy list prices because they were a lot higher than I thought they would be. <laughs> they were. I mean, I'm going to get in trouble for the good reasons. Like John Sass is going to, you know, kick in my door and be like, "You're being really nice about the company, but still, the messaging." Yeah, um, yeah. No, they'll they'll sell cards. Like, it's not. They're not. Giving you fifty percent of the of the face of the card, you know, mm-hmm. it's the prices are very good. And I I cleaned up, dude. I made a grand off off the last. No bonus. joke. And now, like, I'm digging through the drawers. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, can I sell this? Do I need this card? <laughs> um. Yeah, and you win a black lotus. It's not. Uh, it's not too bad. It is. It is, Dennis. It's a win win. Channel Five will get your cards. You get their money, and it's. It's all you gotta do is head over there, buy list your cards, and simple as that. It is actually very easy as well. You you send them in. The the process is you you give them a big list. You do, uh, can I be honest? The biggest pain point you have to sort them. Mm-hmm. That's the that's that's actually the worst part of the whole situation is when you when you send them the cards, you need to pre-sort them into like by set alphabetically and by set, right? They need to be. I think they need to be in the order that the buy list is. The buy list order, will, put, yeah. will spit out this big order. You have to put them in that. But honestly, that is the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing. You give mm-hmm. them this list. They'll tell you how much they're going to pay for you. Uh, they pay uh, for for the cards. They arrive at the warehouse. They'll send you an email confirming it, or they say, "Hey, this card wasn't in the you know the condition, da da da." So we're going to knock fifty cents off it or whatever, and then you get the money in your PayPal account, or you get the store credit on your account, and, and that's it. Yep, yep. Buy more shiny cardboard with the Dennis. Easy game. All right, let's talk about you. You have an entire section here for some reason named "Not Shuffling." This is presumably reference to episode last week. Yeah. So, well, I, I just wanted to read out quickly a, a message that we got from Chris McDowell, who uh, followed up on last week. You know, we talked about the the, the, the MTG red flag. You sit across from the person who just decides they don't want to shuffle the deck. It's like, no, it's good. I'm no. good. It's, I've, I've already shuffled it. We had that story about the two headed giant game. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you missed it because it was it was a cracker. Anyway. Chris McDowell has another uh, not shuffling story. He writes, <clears throat> this is my first GP experience. I played Magic for years, but had never played in a big tournament. The format was Dominaria Sealed, and in round one, I'm paired, against, I'm paired up against another person who had said they'd never played in a GP before. So two GP newbies playing against each other. Mm-hmm. As we're going to shuffle, my opponent just sits there. I asked him if he was playing to shuffle his deck, and he said, no, I'm a little confused. And so I asked why. And his response, I've already got my land set up. I ask him what he means, and he says, "Well, it really sucks when you don't have enough lands, so I did sure I I I made sure to put a couple of lands on top. Don't worry, 
I'm not cheating. I didn't choose anything. I any- think you'll find you are. Mate. I didn't choose anything else to go on top. Just three lands. I was stunned. Not only did he think he was fine, but he would just admit it freely. I didn't respond. I just called a judge over. I asked my opponent to explain what he'd just done. And he calmly said the same exact thing. He added, this is what he does with his friends back home. The judge was also so stunned by his earnest nature. So they just gave him a warning. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was meant to be DQ'd, but I beat him in two games. And I still think about that guy from time to time. <laughs> How, Dennis? My I, I don't think you can DQ him. I, I mean, we'll, <laughs> I want to bring this up again next week if we have Eric Levine on yeah. to see what he thinks. Yeah. But... <laughs> he just doesn't know. <laughs> but my question is this, Dennis. How can you get to the Grand Prix level and not realize that you have to shuffle your deck? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, that's crazy. Oh, I'm actually I'm really pleased the judge didn't DQ this guy because he didn't des- he doesn't too, deserve the DQ. He doesn't deserve the DQ. I mean, you could throw I the can't, I, mean, I, can't, I can't wait to see if Eric is like, I would have brought the hammer down. Yeah, the yeah, hammer yeah. of God, right? Oh, jeez. Anyway, I just, I just thought that was funny. And thank you, Chris McDowell, for sending in that follow-up story. <laughs> I mean, and congratulations to you for handling it so coolly as well, because I, I don't know what I would have done. It, well, the, the, the pure honesty and the, the pure earnest description of what is just blatant cheating yes. is very disarming. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, we've got my favorite kind of Am I the Asshole segment this week. Go on. Which is the one where I think the person writing in might be the asshole. Yeah, I think so. So often we do try to err on the side of the listener because, I mean, that's just good podcasting, right? We want people to keep listening. So there is... Uh, yeah, we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want lambast everybody who writes into the podcast. You know, we, they, we have a horse in keeping them happy, not this other rando. But in this case, ugh, yeah. right, what does is, what is Milton write in say, Riley? So this is Milton Mendonca, the guy who actually owns RileyCareerTower.net. Um, Smart man, he, entrepreneurial. He has he has yet to issue me a challenge for me to reclaim that. I, I don't know if I'm going to be playing Resident Evil 8 when it comes out, but we will see. It should be like do 100 push-ups on stream. See, this is... So James Keating, your your friend and mine, the the one of the... Um, he, he he was in charge of the coverage for, for MFO. People, people mm. he, he streams, Lane's leaving, right? He owns RileyKnight.net. No. Good one too. Something, I don't know. And he's like, I'll give it back to you if you can do 20 push-ups on stream. I'm like... That is very easy. It's ex- you do 20 push-ups? I do 20 push-ups. Easily I can do 20 push-ups. Like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. This is 20 push-ups is not a hard thing to do. No, I know, but I also know earlier on. I mean, I'm very weak. Before I'm, we started uh, recording this podcast, you asked me, Dennis, we get all these scientists around the world working on all these things. Why can't, why can't they make a vegetable that tastes like fried chicken? <laughs> well, why can't, Dennis, what are we paying them for? What are, what are we paying them for? If they, like, why do vegetables taste terrible? What are scientists doing if not making, if not trying to make vegetables taste nice? I don't understand it. What are they, where are their priorities? Awful. Anyway. The priorities are cracking the case on whether or not Milton Mendonca is a reprehensible human being for what you're about to read us right now. All right. <clears throat> so Milton writes, Upon the reopening of our LGS, me and a buddy went there to pick up some cards and do a couple of quick trades. At one point, my friends offered me offers me a pile of basic foil, of foil basic lands from recent sets, and said, "You can just have these if you want." I appreciate the gesture, accept and take them. While thinking, "Oh, geez, I already have too many basics. I don't need these." At that mm-hmm. point, I have a great idea. I bring the pile of lands to the counter and trade them into the LGS for ten dollars in store credit. My friend has been extra salty ever since. Which is greatly entertaining. He feels I just took $10 from him. I didn't think it was that awful of a thing to do. Am I the magic asshole? Yes! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Milton. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Now, listen. Milton. It's tricky to articulate why, though. Milton is a man who we know to be given to power moves, asserting dominance. Excellent taste in podcasts. Excellent taste in podcasts. And as you said, very entrepreneurial. Yes. 
I can't really see a world where this is not just taking advantage of your friend's generosity. I mean, uh, it's definitely unscrupulous. Is it a pure stonks power move, though? I mean, it is. Okay, let's let's be clear. It's a power move. It is definitely a power move. But it is an asshole move, move for sure. It's an asshole power move, for sure. Like, this is... This is the, let's check this a little better. So the friend, could, the friend could have done the same thing, and you might say, "Well, they could have. It's up to them." Yeah, you know that's up to. But they thought you might enjoy the lands. Yeah. Oh, they thought Dennis, it was entertain nice the viewers. I'm going to show you something. Keep going. I'm going to entertain the viewers. But that's exactly what Toffle does, except he does march the gladiators. I meant, I meant talk to them, but have a look at this. Dennis, what am I showing you here? You are showing me a stack of Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah. They're specifically all planes? Yeah, what are they, though? They're not, they're not just they're planes. The full art they are? They're the full art lands. They yeah. are full art lands from Zendikar. Uh, approximately uh-huh. how many of these do I have? Give me those. Give me that one. I want it. You want the... Island yeah, he loves, he loves the... What Give is it? The, the Veronique Mignard one. You got a print of it. Yeah. Um, how many would you estimate I have in my hands here? I don't know. Probably two or three hundred? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Try like a thousand, dude. I guess they're not sleeves. Yeah, so they're not sleeves. Six or seven hundred. Like yeah. a thousand of them, right? These were given to my friend. These were given to me by my friend Callum Fuster about six years ago because he used to play Magic during Zendikar, original Zendikar, and he gave them to me when I started playing them. I still have them. I don't even use them. Well, here's the thing, right? I can't take sell them. Mil- take a leaf out of Milton Mendonza's book. Head over to chompapa.com <laughs> slash buyless, mate. <laughs> six years later, I still have these cards because I can't sell them. I can't. Because you'd be doing your friend wrong? It was a gift. Do you, do you keep in touch with this guy? Oh, vaguely. Like, he still lives in Australia. We, we catch up every now and again. If I buy those islands from you, and you would you, like, pay by him the money? I, I would give you the island. I would give you those islands, right? Because I know you really like them, and that would be another gift. I couldn't take any money off you for them, though. I couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. I like, have a deck box here. One second. While, right. while we're on this topic, so, right into the viewers. So I like I I can't get rid of these. I can't get rid of these lands for for money because I, I my conscience wouldn't permit me to, permit me to do that. My friend, I've told the story about the cunning wish. My friend James, who wasn't into magic, went out and bought me a card because he knew that I like playing blue instant speed decks. He bought me a copy of Cunning Wish, right? Which I've never played, but I still have because it was a gift. I can't get rid of it. Like this is the equivalent. Of someone giving you a CD, right? Dennis is now holding up his stack of these Veronique Mignard Islands. Yeah, and Oh, it is a big stack. Yeah. Two of them is in a sleeve. Or in the two sleeve. of them in sleeves for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I have, I'd say, two or three hundred of this island. I just love this card. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite magic card. I, I mean, I would tilt and pan to the giant version of it that sits on the wall behind me, but, you know, this is an audio. It's an medium. audio of the medium, yeah, exactly. And this is why we're Island 236, check it out. Yep, it is, it's, it, it, it is undoubtedly the best, the best uh, Zendikar island. I don't even use these Zendikar basics. I use Lawn basics. I prefer them. Can I have those? Can I have those? The ones here? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sick. Yeah, no worries. It's my birthday soon, Riley. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, that's your birthday sorted out. Easy, easy game. You sent me a, a, like four kilos of fried chicken. I, <laughs> I sent you very nice your basics. <laughs> I can't easy. But no, I, I, my conscience doesn't. My conscience doesn't permit me to get rid of these for money. And this is the equivalent of like someone giving you a CD, and you ripping it onto your computer, and then just selling, then taking it and, back and shattering the CD into their eyes. Well, not so much that. I was going to say taking taking it back to HMV and like getting you know. That's just piracy, Riley. You wouldn't download 137 basics. I, I tell you what, I would download a car if I could. I would download a car if I could. So no, I I think I think quite clearly. <laughs> it, it's pretty unambiguous and I guess it is kind of hard to articulate but no Milton is definitely the asshole and it's like 
you shouldn't do this. It, it this is, is a like, behavior I think is actually pretty prevalent among magic players. It's like ultra objecti- object objective way of trying to look at the world. Yeah, but it makes you it makes it, you end up being very unempathetic as a result. Yeah, you like, can't say you can't say the forest for the trees. Yeah. No, like what this you know this friend gave me these lands. What he do, what I do with them after he's getting to me is my business. Yada yada. It's just no way to live your life, yeah. honestly. I think we're taking this a little too harshly because Milton just like wrote in this funny thing that happened. But Milton, I think you were the asshole in this situation. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly well, close. I mean, we can zoom out from Milton here and just say that, like, as you, I think this is as no, you no, say, no, 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 no. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> and say so, like this is a prevalent behavior. Um, um, like you got to read the room. You got to take the temperature of people and. I mean, if you're in a situation, just ask your mate. Say, hey, I don't want these. If you're going to give them to me, I'm probably just going to sell them. And if they're like, yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to go to the hassle through the hassle of, of selling them. In which case, tell them, channel fireball, buy list. <laughs> no hassle mm. at all. Um, but no, I, I think you should... Uh, I think you should think twice before before doing something like this because yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a real bad look, hey. Dennis, you made a promise to the listeners last week. And if if we are, if nothing else, men of our word, and so we are joined by special guest Nikki Riley. No relation. No relation. <laughs> no relation. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's not how names work anyway. It, it, but yeah. it would be weird if it's like, like <laughs> somehow we were related, but you had my first name as your last name. That's 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 the kind of thing that happens at like Ellis Island and stuff, though, right? Like when people emigrate to yeah. other countries, like and you write it wrong in the in the book or whatever. I mean, I get that sometimes. It's like when I say, well, what's your name? I go, Riley. And they go, first name. I'm like, Riley. And they're like, Riley, Riley. I'm like, no, my first name is Riley. <laughs> anyway. Ray from Star Wars where everyone's like, last name, please. Yeah, last name, please. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Anyway, uh, last week we were talking about some of the red flags that yes. emerge uh, when, when playing Magic. This is, this is a, a, basically a complicated pre- a prelude to MTG Red Flags, one of our newer segments. And last week, Nikki, you wrote in saying, uh, talking about your experience as a, as a female Magic player and some of the stuff that you go through more or less every time you sit down to play. Um, before before we get to, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of want to, you know, let you lead the discussion on, on uh, I don't know, what people should be listening to, any, anything else you want to say. But before that, I, w- I want to read out the one of the other um, submissions we got this week from Caprica, who also has a female perspective to offer here. Caprica writes, <clears throat> I get the, it's nice to see a woman playing magic from time to time. I play with my husband most of the time. So I also get the, oh, my wife slash girlfriend slash significant other humors me at home. I wish they could come and play out like play like you do, which is amusing and annoying since I'm not just humoring, humoring my husband by playing at the LGS. Sometimes he's playing other games while I play magic. But the most frustrating thing is the assumption that I don't know how to play and or am not very good. I can't count how many times my opponent was nice and pleasant until I win game one, and then it's all business and storming away mad if I win the match. And there is always an excuse as to why they lost and never a well-played win on my part, but I try not to think that it's a generic theme among Magic players. I'm sorry. But I try to think that that's just a generic theme among Magic players and not just because I am not male. So I I like that. It's like, no, they're not sexist. They're just super, super salty. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Nikki, I mean, you know, you, you're you're definitely the person, you know, most equipped and most uh, experienced to talk about this on this podcast. So, what, what's your what's your experience with this sort of thing? Well, it's interesting because well, I wrote in about magic players who are overly nice to me. That mm. like you're a woman, and therefore it's it's good that you're here, mm. um, which I find more annoying sometimes than the other side. I've gotten like playing against a woman's a free buy. I've gotten. Men have come up to me at an LGS and just commented on my boobs. 
just been like, hey, you brought these yep. today. And I'm like, I can't leave them at home. <laughs> but oh. like... It, I was there. That happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a theme. and But I don't mind as much because they're ignorant. Not ig- but yeah, like they just, it's, they're, they're clueless almost. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, I can salty. see. I mean, it's still not Weird. great, but I can see where you're coming from, Elise. <laughs> but it's the other ones that think they're like real. That they're they're the good. They think they're the good guys, <laughs> and I yeah. don't like that. You're not. Yes. You you can't get extra points by for being a human by just being nice to me about the fact that I'm a woman. It's weird. I think that's I think that's a, a you know a misapprehension that a lot of people have. It's like oh, you know, if I if I collect enough being nice to women points then i'll be an ally or i'll be a whatever they whatever they're shooting to become and yeah it's, it's you can not call really... a spade a spade riley it's if i collect enough being nice to women points women will sleep with me i don't need you we don't need to beat around the bush on that one i just have a carefully cultivated pg there's a me- there, there's literally the like the meme of morty from rick and morty which is like the nice guy like i've stamped this nine out of ten times i'm one being nice to a woman away like yeah yeah. And there are people who yeah. feel like that. I don't think they like I don't think they consciously think like that, but there are people who think that like being nice to women is an avenue to romantic engagement, which I suppose it is, but not in such a transactional way. I have met people shouldn't... at my LGS who are that guy. <laughs> and it certainly shouldn't be a primary driver of your interaction with a woman in a place like, for example, an LGS. It also shouldn't be I... the reason you're nice to people. Yes, yes. You should, just, and, and I think this is this is the thing that we, you know, it came up with well, what, what I interpreted from what Nikki was saying as well is that Nikki, you don't like it when people are nice to you because you are female. You like it when people are nice to you because you are a human. Yeah, it's almost easier if people are mean to you because you're a woman. You can be like, and then I beat them at magic, and I, I grew, yeah. I felt justice. Good. This one's <laughs> ni- extra nice to me because I'm a woman, and I beat them at magic. Then they're just probably a little bit less nice to me, and no one wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you won. You won the game of magic, yeah, so yeah. there's that at least. So I guess what's what's the advice? I mean, do these do you think these men know what they're doing? Like, how would you snap people? Like, I mean, it may, it makes me think. Like, what have I done? What you know? What what are the things that I've? What are the mistakes that I've made in the past? If if you know, if 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 I'm not aware of some of the things that I'm doing, I mean, maybe there are other men in this situation who can start asking themselves some questions. So I don't know. What what would you what would you say to them? The premise of kind of like you have to think about it really hard is the problem because if you think about it really hard if you're like there's a woman here how do i best Mm. interact with the woman i should compliment the woman for coming forward and being at the event as opposed to like Mm. this is my round three opponent Mm. i wonder what deck they're playing (laughs) yeah i mean it isn't i have to say though like it isn't as simple as just behaving normally because there are some questions that i would ask a you know, a, a, an opponent that can be taken in the wrong way. It's like, oh, when did you start playing? A pretty innocent question, but that can be taken, that can be misconstrued as, I don't think you belong here if you're talking to, you know, a woman who is used to having their place questioned, for example. So, yeah, I've heard that a lot from people who take offense if they're asked how long they've been playing. Um, I don't take offense to that, I guess. I've been playing a very long time and I, I kind of. That seems like a little, I, I feel like I have a little bit of undeserved clout because someone handed mm. me a magic deck in 1998. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it definitely counts. I mean, it definitely counts. Um, yeah, no, I think if you're just asking, the, I think it's the intent. If you're asking that question because you would ask a guy that question, then it's fine. And if someone has a problem with that, that's kind of based on their other reaction interactions with other people. You can't 
really decide if some, if someone else is going to take it the wrong way if you didn't mean it the wrong way. So a lot of it, well, so so the advice there is just don't don't overthink it. Just just be cool. Just just don't oh don't make it about their gender. Whether you're going to be a dick about it or you're going to be super supportive about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this. I like the idea that someone goes to and he's like, I'm going to be a real dick tonight. Doesn't matter if they're, doesn't matter what, where they fall on the gender spectrum. I'm just going to be a real jerk to everyone tonight. And they're like, oh, that's fine. You know what? Good on you. You know, you're sticking to your guns. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to accept that's just your personality. I mean, I yeah. think what I think you're saying is that, like, you want the fact that you're a woman to not impact, not change how people treat you. Whether that's for the better or for the worse. Yeah, like the for the like if people treat you worse because you're a woman, that is obviously terrible. And I have cried at a GP. Yep. <laughs> uh, but also, I've been treated super nice as a woman. It made me feel really uncomfortable, and like those people don't see me as a person. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I, I certainly can't relate to many, you know, things like this. There, there's there's a little bit of entrenched sexism in the teaching industry um, against men. But you know, this isn't. It's it's not anywhere near. You know, I, I would say that most men, and I include myself amongst this, can't can't relate to this sort of thing. But certainly, like what you're saying, lines up with with advice or, or stuff that I've heard elsewhere, where it's just like, just don't make it into a big deal, right? Like just just be be the normal magic player that you would be, and and don't try to exceptionalize anyone, regardless of that's. You know, you don't you don't have to bend over backwards to make a woman feel more welcome. Or conversely, definitely don't you know, you know, be horrible to them, or, or or be demeaning or nasty or anything like that, because that's just. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that to anyone, but in this in this situation, it's particularly harmful. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you have to be nicer to a woman than you would be to a guy to make them feel welcome, you mm. are not being nice enough to women or men. That's a really good. That's a really good way of looking at it. Just be like twenty like percent nicer overall. Just just be nicer <laughs> overall to everyone. I guess it's pretty good advice. <laughs> What about the um, assumption of play skill? Is that something that is that something you get a lot? For a while, I kind of struggled with the whole how good you are at magic because it was never my priority. I played right. like five euro drafts. I played EDH, yeah. and it was all like really low level but good fun. Like we have um, like on cards in our EDH decks because it was just banter. Yeah. Um, and then I started to get involved in GPs and there was this kind of like expectation on women that like, they'll think we're bad, so we have to be really good. Mm. And I found that hard. At one point I grinded my way all the way to Mythic to be like, now if anyone ever says I'm a woman, I can show them that I'm good at magic. But mm. that's not why I'm playing magic. And um, if a guy can be bad at magic and no one cares, I feel like I should be allowed to be bad at magic too. <laughs> Yeah, this is something I've spoken to some other women about. Like the feel, the they a lot, of, and you know, this is this is not unique to females. A lot of people feel the need to to prove themselves. But I've spoken to some other women that, who are you know in the higher echelons of uh, of competitive magic who who say there's just this insane pressure on them on the, that they put on themselves a lot of the time. They said in order to perform and and prove that they you know, and I mean, I'm not a comp- competitive professional magic player, but I imagine that that's an extra weight for women who are looking to really succeed and, and even just winning a game day in LGS or something else like that, it it, it kind of comes packaged for women with a, with a little more pressure. Is, is that right? I feel that like from other women sometimes where like if I play poorly or if I'm not building an optimal deck or if I'm mm. 
going to an event and I'm not playing main events, there's this kind of like... Like you're letting the gender down? Like I'm not <laughs> pushing myself. Because of, because of you, I'm often like around higher level magic players sure. or around like things I've been in a few videos. And sometimes I feel a bit of pressure of being like, you could try harder to look better. <laughs> but like no one bats an eyelid of some random guy at a GP goes 0-2 drop. Yeah, but I guess like maybe people read into it or, or, or draw conclusions from that. I don't know. Yeah, it... it it's tough. So what's what's the actionable advice? What's the actionable advice for what what can we as, you know, as idiotic as 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 knuckle dragging men around the world, Nikki, what can we do to make life a little better for for female and and other non-male uh players? Playing Magic, I, I guess just at, let's, let's like, at, at the casual ED, EDH, LGS, even up to a Grand Prix type level, what, 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 what are, what's the actionable stuff that we can do to make the experience better for non-male players? Like, honestly, it's just be like 10% nicer to everyone. Because it's also very jarring if someone's really nice and welcoming to you and then rips the head off their friend. If someone's mm. like, oh, great, it's so good you're sitting down here. Yeah, um, don't worry about bubbling in. Are you kidding me? You're running this in your deck? And you're like, okay, why are you so nice to me and horrible to other people? So just, like, be cool? <laughs> There's the actual <laughs> advice to your friend? Be well, cool. I, think, I think the actual advice is don't treat people differently because of their gender. And I, I know yeah. that's not a super hot, that's not a scalding hot take or anything, yeah. but, like... Volcanic takes on Scrymia River, <laughs> the hard-hitting MTG politics podcast, exactly. I can give you hotter takes, but they won't be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a hot take. Nikki mentioned bubbling in. Riley, you play ADH. Do you ever bubble in? I don't like bubbling in. I hate it. I don't like, I don't like bubbling in. I think, what, what are, that's so arbitrary. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Is Nikki pro bubbling in? Yes! Well, okay, we need to talk about this now. Cancel <laughs> everything else. How is it ever... A, so bubbling in, for those of you who don't know, is when, like, let's say, three people start a game of ADH. You turn up like... Two and a half minutes late. They're already on like turn. There's playing turn three, whatever. And you're like, oh, I can bubble in. So you just take three turns in a row, right? And play out like you know your signet or your soul ring or whatever, right? And then you join the game like you kind of catch up. It's like it's not on. You miss the cutoff date, man. No, because otherwise you sit around for two and a half hours while your friends meander through a pointless game of EDH that goes nowhere. This is why I think EDH sucks, but that's a different part. It's a different topic, by the way. Well, I can't come with you on that journey, Dennis, but no, get there on time. Punctuality is, is it's worth a lot, mate. I'm playing mono green. I'm going to throw three forests onto the field and maybe my Omnath, no, and that's no. all you're, I'm all I'm doing. No, it's not happening, mate. It's not happening. No, no. You can you just sit there and, I don't know. Should have brought your Switch, I guess, because this here's, game's going to go for a long time. <laughs> here, here's, here's the real question, right? Is would you have disagreed this vehemently if I was the one who was pro-bubbling? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, like, then it's definitely. okay. Then you're in the clear. Definitely. I'm not, <laughs> not disagreeing with Nikki to make... Well, I'm disagreeing with Nikki to make a point because Nikki's wrong. But if, <laughs> I would, if, you, if you, Dennis, had the same absurd opinion as her... I mean, you've got an even more ridiculous opinion, which is EDH is not fun. I mean, that's not an opinion. It is an opinion, and it's an incorrect Disagree. one. It's no because oh, and the thing is, it's do you know what it is? It's because your skewed idea of fun, Nikki. I pity you. No, I really do pity it's you, Nikki. He doesn't I mean, know how I to get to, on fun decks. He doesn't. I can know largely to, choose how much time I get to spend with Dennis. Like largely, <laughs> I have a lot of control over that, right? Because like, oh, I'll give him, I give him a call, catch up with him, you know, play maybe play a bit of league, whatever. You live with the man, like. <laughs> Dennis, I mean, you, Nikki is 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 bearing this burden so the rest of the world doesn't have to. 
I feel like largely I spend a lot less time with Dennis than Moshi Scanlon does. So, <laughs> so Moshi is doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, very good. I see Dennis well, Nick- two days a week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dennis. <laughs> Dennis just getting dunked on here. Well, thanks for coming on, Nikki. Uh, you know, fool me once, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope I see you again, but Dennis probably won't let me. <laughs> um, no, Dan- uh, yeah, Nikki, thank you for coming on, mate. It's but it's been good to chat about this sort of stuff. And um, if you ever want to come back and talk about the you know, the politics of the EDH table, maybe we can um, we can push Dennis off to I one side. That one out. Yeah, that's fine. We got a lot of write-ins, Riley, about LGS horror stories. Oh, mate, mate! I think we're onto a winner here. I, th- I think that I think this. I think this is the motherland. I think this vein goes all the way down to the mountain. This this might overtake Power Moves as 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 the most successful segment. Power Moves has been it's been kind of put in the back burner. We're still accepting submissions for Power Moves, but oh yeah, LGS horror stories has taken off, dude. Like we oh, we've had some absolute rippers. There are some ups, some downs, some smiles, some frowns. There's a twist in one of them coming that you're never going to expect. It is, it is wild. Dennis, why don't you kick us off here? All right, Curtis Dole, who's written to the podcast before, writes in and says, LGS cringe moment. My LGS gives out a pack per win at pre-releases. Low stakes, and everyone can continue playing even if you have a bad deck. Very normal, very like right. common way to run a pre-release, No problem right? so far. I was playing Battle Bomb pre-release, two at a giant. My partner and I ended up 3-1, which is a very strong record. Mm-hmm. We were given three packs to split between two people instead of three packs each here's the real stinger riley i asked the to how are we supposed to split them and he said well sounds like you're a math problem <laughs> got him oh wisdom of solomon just get out of just get out of paris this is my sh- <laughs> oh dear i love that Oh, that's so good. Just, chuck, I mean, just chucking three packs of two people like, yep, split them. That's your, that's, that, that's, that's. You figure it out. <laughs> that is a Denison Riley problem. That is not a TO problem. Oh, geez, that's so good. I guess then you got to sit down and like figure out who did the heavy lifting, who gets the pack. Do you like, oh, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, just the cavalier attitude. So good. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I got a DM that came through from Bo Ryan Crum who says, hey, Dennis, love your history podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> So this is in my DMs, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> I used to play this pretty competitive LGS around 2011. Tournament started mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. And around 50 or 60 people would show up. That's a lot of people. Wow. It was yeah. Swiss with a cut to top eight. So I would this have like an eight-hour tournament. So I would have to battle through five or six rounds of Jace, Mi- Jace the Mind Sculptor's Squadron Hawks and Stoneforge Mystics to make top eight. For those of you who weren't around for Core Blade, those games are long. So it's somewhere between... 12 and 1 a.m. when the top eight starts. Oh, my God. Thankfully, people would always split the top four, so you're out of there by 2 a.m. But for all this effort, the prize for top four split was one pack each. After an eight-hour tournament. It could be worse. The prize for top four could be three Three packs, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Sounds like like your mass problem. (laughs) Sounds like your mass problem. I mean, this is this is this LGS becoming a victim of its own success. Fifty to sixty people, right? And they just what's going on? How deep is this? How deep do these prizes go? I mean, but either it's the flattest prize pad in the world, or they just never update. Like you know, when they they first started out, it's like oh, you know, the the pack for whatever, and then they just never updated their prize things. They never when there was eight people playing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It was really really good EV, and now it's sixty people. Oh, jeez. Unbelievable. Wow. I'm, I'm, 
I do not envy people playing for that long for, yeah, anyway. We've got another one here, Dennis. Uh, tell us what Mikau has got for us. Mikau says, Dear Deli and Rhines, parentheses, what is your guy's ship name? Riley, brief aside, what would our ship name be? Dennis and Riley. It could be Ridey, which is pretty good. Ridey's pretty good. <laughs> Den Denley? Denley? No. Denley, no. Denley sounds like he works for a drill company. Yeah, Denley, yes. Have you talked to Denley? Den- I need those quarterly reports. You'll have to talk Denley. to you'll have to talk to Denley, yeah. Rhinus? Rhinus isn't bad. Rhinus is pretty cool. Rhinus. Almost sounds like your highness. I'm into that. Mm. Anyway, we'll circle back to this discussion, Dennis. We'll put a pin in it. Um uh, let's make LGS horror story. I was out of town for work and went to an LGS for a modern FNM $5 entry with some prizes. During round one, I was told by the LGS owner that I was disqualified from the tournament. Whoa. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, whoa. <laughs> because I was playing a tier deck, Burn. <laughs> also, Burn being a tier deck is a separate issue, but anyway. The owner claimed that FNM is for casual players only and that tier decks only drive people away from the game. But nothing and nobody told me this before they took my money. They refused to refund <laughs> me the entry. Thing. Wait for it, Riley. <laughs> Claiming this was a Watsy rule that all stores have to follow. <laughs> you know you know how all official sanctioned Watsy tournaments, they don't let you play with tier decks. It's been such an issue at the Pro Tour. When all the pros turn up with the best decks and are disqualified in round, in round four. <laughs> this LGS owner straight up pulled the My Dad Works at Microsoft <laughs> gambit. Oh, like. it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I just love that. I love that. It's, oh, no, you're disqualified. Why? Because your deck's too good. It's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> Where is this coming from? By the way, Dennis, you've been keeping an eye on Modern recently, have you? No. Do you what? know what the best deck in Modern is right now? What's that? It's Burn, dude. Well, that, yeah, that's because of Obosh or whatever, The right? Lurus, yeah, Lurus. Lurus, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I mean, I, the, the sense I got from this was that it was a while ago. It was a while ago, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 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 but the, I, th- I think this says a lot about the LGS, right? If, if Let's imagine for a moment this was a point where, where Burn was, like, say, a Tier 2, Tier 2.5 uh-huh. deck, right? Just one of the decks. What garbage are these people bringing? What are these people playing? What are these people playing? That, like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. <clears throat> Here it comes. Paul Barclay's, uh, Paul Barclay's written in. Uh, this is a screenplay written by M. Knight Shyleman here. You're not going to believe this. When mm. I was a teenager, the LGS that I went to play Magic had lost their lease and had to find a new location. The new location oh. they, t- they found turned out to be a disused plastics manufacturing warehouse. Sure. What? Okay, a lot of, lot go of, on. A lot of floor space, at least. Which, in addition to being comically too large, also had an eyewash station and a chemical shower in the bar- in the bathroom. Upside, selling points. Oh, dear. Um, it wasn't all bad because there was a nice break room with a separate entrance so they could hold events when the store itself was closed. So actually, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely weird, right? But you think, well, at this moment, it's just a weird story. It's not a horror story. <clears throat> but one Sunday, I went to a draft that started at 10 a.m. After chatting with the tournament organizer for a few minutes, I went into the store, which was closed but unlocked because it had the only available bathroom. And when I opened the door to the bathroom, the LGS owner was yeah. standing there, dripping wet in the chemical shower, in nothing but a towel. It turns out that to save costs, he had moved into the storage room above the warehouse and had just gotten finished using the chemical shower for his morning ablutions. I have not been back since. This is an actual horror story. This person happened upon a naked man in an abandoned warehouse. This is just a horror story. It's just an this is not an LGS horror story. What is going on? Oh, look, okay. Very sympathetic to the business owner, right? 
I mean, right, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. You make your business survive. In this economy, you do what we do, whatever you got to do. The poor bloke having to use his chemical shower, right? Awful, awful, oh, awful. My goodness. But I mean, yeah, the poor guy. Don't have a shower at ten a.m. when there's a draft firing in the next building. Yeah, that's. Just, just that, a, this is a comedy of errors. Don't, don't put don't put our mate Paul Barkley through that. He doesn't want to see that. He just wants to he just wants to open some some you know some sweet mythics and and, and, and you got and, a different kind of pack that morning. <laughs> All right, Dennis, before we wrap up, a quick power move here. We haven't we haven't received a bunch of power moves. If you've got good ones, please do send them in. The bar is pretty high these days, but Kelsey definitely yeah, definitely cleared it. through it for sure. This is insane. It wasn't even Kelsey who pulled this one off, but just, just the retelling no. of this, as you'll see. <clears throat> Kelsey writes, My LGS just moved locations, lower rent due to COVID-19, and a board game, mm. a board game rental slash MTG single shop tried to put up signs at the old LGS location telling customers, to go to their location instead of the new one. <laughs> that's, you know, that's next level. That's biz- That's good business sense. It's incredibly, like, unethical and, un- you know, oh, it's, unscrupulous. It's but, an asshole power move, for sure. But that is, that's a business power move. Look forward to Ri- Riley Knight's business power moves coming to uh, Waterstones near you. If you come to Glasgow, right, and you go down Buchanan Street, one of the main shopping streets in the Glasgow uh, city centre, right, there is an an Apple store, right? So you know you go there to buy, sell iPhones and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Golden right? Smith, you know, Gra- uh, Granny, Granny, Granny Smith, Golden all, all those, all yeah, 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 all those, all those, uh, all those devices there. And do you know what happens? Do you know? Do you know there is a person out the front of this uh, Apple store, Dennis, holding a uh-huh. sign that says "Cheaper Apple Repairs" with a an arrow pointing up the street, pointing down the road, and an address wow. written underneath it. So for all the people who turn wow. up with you know with their with their busted up iPhone, the first thing they see before they walk into the, walk into the shop is a guy holding. And what what can I what can Apple do about it? He's just standing there. Nothing. He's, it's not illegal. Yeah. Just standing there holding a sign. No. He's allowed to do it. I I had a friend in in uh, in high school in secondary school here whose job it was to be one of those sign guys. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not allowed to like you can't you can't if you're a store like you're a store you can't just put up a sign in the middle of the street. No. You can pay somebody to hold a sign. Yeah. This guy had a chair and he would listen to podcasts yes. and hold the sign. Yeah, that's what this guy does. He just always insane. has his headphones yeah. in. He just stands there, stands there all day. The other really smart one I've seen is people lock up bikes and put signs on bikes mm. that have been locked up. And obviously they do it in a way that you can't take the sign off the bike without destroying the bike. So you can't really, yeah. which, is, which is just, yeah, again, brilliant, brilliant. But wow, this, uh, this, this, this board it's game rental place. It's a pretty scummy thing to do. This board game <laughs> rental place just power moves. To, oh, unbelievable. Anyway, thank you, Kelsey. If you've got a power move you want to send in, please do. But uh Bear in mind, they've got to be uh, they've got to be pretty pretty good to get on the podcast these days, Dennis. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty you watch Kirby enthusiasm. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Riley, we did it. We got across it all. I think. I think we did. I think we actually did. We managed. To, we managed to. We managed to jam pack this episode to the point. Uh, we got. We got a th- three pages of content. Yeah, so now we've been getting a lot more submissions now through the Riley Night Roundtable Discord. Yes, yeah, I want to I want to talk to people about this. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show here. Um, and I want to I really want to remind people about the Discord. If you go to bit.ly/slash/itsriley's/discord, there is a channel devoted just to half house half house history submissions. Also, smart submissions as well. Also, it's it's just for all your Riley. I, I know you, I know you made the Bitly because you thought it was easier. I really think it's easier to just go to your Twitter and go to the pinned tweet, mate. You can also do that. You can also do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise. Yes, bit.ly slash um, 
uh, It's Riley's Discord, and we have a. And here's the best part. The best part of this is the other scryhards interact. They'll they'll be like, "No, no, mate, you're the asshole." Yeah. Before it even reaches it's us. It's great. It actually makes their job so easy because we're like, "Oh, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. I'll just use that line." Um, mm-hmm. But no, like, look, the Discord is actually po- it's it's popping off. I had no idea it was going to be so much fun. So please come and hang out if you're a fan of any of the stuff that I make or do. Then uh, then the Discord's the place for you. And if you happen to be a Patreon supporter or a Twitch subscriber, you get access to the subs only channel as well. I really want to plug the Discord very hard. I do actually love it, and um and it's it's made our job a lot easier in terms of getting yes. that sweet content that people love because it's so easy to scroll through that thing. You've got I'll, I'll put it this way. You've got a much, much higher chance of having your question featured on the podcast if you submit it there rather than in our DMs because ugh, just like scrolling through DMs and trying to find it's just, it's hassle, mate. It's hassle. Um, so yeah, bit.ly slash it's Riley's Discord and, uh, and you can join up there. But Dennis, the time has come. To Shaharazad. To end the podcast? No, well, to end the podcast, but also to Shaharazad Me River, the secret podcast within yeah, the podcast. That's true. Okay. Well, now we've blown the. Usually, usually we pretend to do the ad read, but that's. Fine. Oh, that's right. But I mean, if, I think people would. I think all the people who turn off during the ad read would have turned off during the, me going on and on about the Discord. The Discord ad read. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Riley Gakmi from Uber. How's your How's your League of Legends played a bit of, career going? Played a bit of Garen. Enjoyed playing Garen. Um, because mm-hmm. you can just spam his abilities without having to worry spin about spin it mana. to win it, baby. Yep, spin to win. So I did enjoy that. Um, but can I give some constructive criticism to Riot here? They need to. They, 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 their, their new player experience is whack. It's awful. It's so yeah. bad. So not only do they, like, they prohibit you from playing with roles until level 10, right? Like, they just don't mm-hmm. want you to play with a jungler until level 10, which is just ridiculous. They also don't give you access to spells and stuff and runes. And then when they do, they don't explain They're them. trying to drip, you, drip feed the information so you don't get overwhelmed. But it's just making you play a weird, janky version of the game And it means I'm not instead. learning anything properly and also the i don't know look this isn't riot's fault but i have no idea how they should fix this but like it's just the the new player is just over it's just it's 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 like i would say 75 percent smurfs and 25 percent new 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 players noobs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's 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 a mess but i don't know i'm not hating as much as i used to like i at least i know the difference between i know i know you know i know when to q and when to w now at least so you know that's that's some progress. That's something. But yeah, played some Garen, played some Lux, played some Ash. Do you have any of those um, Lily of the Valleys on your island yet, Riley, in Animal Crossing? No. Oh, I suppose you probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't have them. What? You only get Lily of the Valley on your island if you have a five-star island. Okay, mate. All right. Okay. Look, we're not at five stars yet. Megan's working very hard. Okay. She's working very, very hard. But the weeds are a little out of control, and actually, she's not working hard. She just she just goes to bloody Able Sisters and buys all the clothing and goes around bloody picking fruit and stuff. Yeah, we need to lift our game. We need to lift our game on Baby Yoda. Dennis, you know what I've been playing though? I want to talk about this. What's that? Horizon Zero Dawn, dude. I played that game when it first came out. And I got two and a half, three hours into it, and then I gave up on That's it. That's exactly didn't hook me. Exactly what happened to me the first time, and this time I was like, no, I'm because the the plot hook is one of the best in in, in any game of ever. Yeah, no, I know I've it's a good, great game. But um, I just kind of lost interest in the gameplay. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to play this game and I'm just going to ignore side quests. I'm just going to play the main quest and play it for the yeah. story. And it might be the way to is do it. incredible. If you did what I did and what Dennis did and what so many other people that I've talked to have done on the Discord, right, and picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, played a couple of hours and were like, no, this isn't for me, pick it up again, tough it out because it is magnificent. It is magnificent. It is a stunning game visually. The plot is incredible. The main character is complex and flawed and interesting. And a delicious garlic dip. Whoa, 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 what? Her name is basically Aeoli. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I was wondering where you go with that. Yeah, Aloy. Her, the main character's name is Aloy, which is which is just how people say Aeoli wrong. Aloy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but right, no, Riley, uh, you need you need to close out here because this podcast is about to turn to a mukbang podcast. Uh, yeah, I, this is why I was wondering why you were saying garlic a garlic dip because Dennis has received a received he's ordered himself and been duly delivered a it's chicken big wing, wing Wednesday man big box is it a box I can't quite see it it's a box it's a, it's a box it's a big box of chicken wings and he's not he's not mucking around um, and dear viewers. This is why I was making this intro outro go for a long time because Dennis has been sitting there and I can see every couple of seconds he would glance off to the side where his wings are, just wanting to eat them. And I was I'm like, "I'm just eating them now, dude." I, 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 can, I can keep this going. I can keep this going for a while. But now we've uh, we, we've burst through that, and Dennis is just eating on uh, on which is which is the sign of a consummate professional when it comes to podcasting, Dennis. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. How are those wings? Delicious. What sauce do you get? Buffalo. Yeah, of course. Oh, blue cheese. Buffalo blue cheese. Very mm. good. Jeez, they look good, actually. Oh, no, they got bones. You got bones? Yeah, wings have bones, no, man. No, dude. Not, wi- not boneless wings. They grow the chickens without bones. <laughs> Just sacks <laughs> of jelly-like flesh. <laughs> All right, submit your questions. Uh, show us always. Dennis, I get the sense you want to end the podcast, Dennis. Well, now it's quite spicy. <laughs> now I want to drink. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. You can see my glasses are steamed up. <laughs> oh, they have too. Dennis got steamed up glasses. Anyway, we're out of here. Um, thanks for hanging out. This has been a great, uh, been great fun. And uh, do get across that Discord. Do send in your questions, queries, quandaries, and we will see you back here next week. Thanks to Joe Kim Crud for the show uh, theme. Thanks to Channel Five for the continued sponsorship of this show. And thanks to you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Right.